We are recording. God bless it. That's a really long intro song. <laughs> it is a really long intro song. I haven't heard it in a while. But it's a but great it song. It is kind of long. It is great. I love every second of it, but it's sort of self-indulgent, I guess is the word. Uh, but when Bobcat like leans into his like Bobcat like growl, I love that part. Yeah. Like I hit that like like I'm a punch. You know, like when a when like a something good happens in a football game and you you jump up and like punch that spot in the air, you know, like you always, I do that when Bobcat goes, yeah, like I just punch that sucker. Oh man. Welcome. You gotta. Yeah. This is the box office tangent podcast. This is our like little side uh, space that we kind of come to and talk about like movie related things that don't really require necessary, like a lot of organization or pre thought, like our other episodes on Cinemasters, you know, like we just want to, we want to get everything laid out. We want to treat it somewhat respectfully. We're going to have fun with it, but there's a structure to it. And there's a, you know, like we, we tend to stick to those beats for every show. And I, I like doing it that way. I like to prepare for it that way. And I think people like to listen to it that way. And I can tell by your silence, you agree with me. <laughs> 100%. Thank you. Thank you. And, and thanks for not, like padding it to make me feel like it's even more important. Like 120%, dude. <clears throat> I appreciate you just like coming, you just 100%. That's no, all there is. We keep the math real. We keep the math real. You can't. <laughs> we do. I know that's that. How we do I know that coaches like to try and get you to give 110%. It's impossible. Yeah. You can't do it's, it. You can't do it. It's insulting to even ask for it. Yeah. It's whoa, not whoa, mathematically whoa. possible. Do you know what you just did? You changed math, you yeah. bastard. And you can't do <laughs> Where that. Where do you get off? You just can't do that. To just make up a cliche, sir. And it's if anyone, dangerous. if anyone, if anyone in an educational organization is going to attempt, attempt you shut to that alter down. math, you shut that down. It's not going to be the PE teacher. <laughs> no, no, it's definitely not going to be <clears> that guy. To that quote guy is... Jack Black. Uh, those who can't do teach, and those who can't teach teach gym. That is a beautiful. That is a nugget right there. I love that movie. Has it's filled with those little nuggets. And that I was reading like that. That is like the millennial uh, movie right there. Like the definitive, like millennial. Like I'm trying to think like what's a what's a movie that's very much for kids but treats you like a very special like i'm trying to think like all generations probably have these movies yeah maybe for like maybe for like me it was like ferris bueller or something i that's, don't know like, that's what just, I, I was thinking ferris bueller from the 80s right 
there's a <clears> philosophy, <throat> yeah. and it's very much of the time, and you obtain all these like little nuggets of like interesting like little ways. Like they create all this like nomenclature. You're like, there's just there's texture to it, and it's just for you, and it's just for that time. And I feel like, and maybe that's not just for kids, but neither is you know School of Rock. I mean, that's not just for kids. There's very there's adult humor underlying that. Yes, it's it's waiting. I, you I got feel Jack Black. I feel like the universe is telling me two things. I feel like I need to upgrade uh, my yep. copy of Ferris Bueller from the current Blu-ray that I have to either the 4K or the Steelbook. I, I'm leaning towards the Steelbook. Um, it, and it's a wonderful movie. I, I just recently rewatched it. I used to watch it daily, almost when it, you know back in the 80s. And then I would revisit it frequently in the 90s. And then, yeah, there was like a dead period uh, until special editions started becoming a thing. And then I got yeah. like a DVD special edition of Ferris Bueller and got to rewatch it with the commentary track. So it was brand new and fresh to me again. And I was loving that. And then, you know, like all this time has passed. And the only thing you have seems to look forward to anymore are just higher resolution. But we're like getting up to 8K. Like our, our eyeballs cannot perceive any more resolution. Like you got to... Yeah. You got to find some new way to, and this actually segues so perfectly into our topic. You have no idea what the topic is. I have but no I just idea. Jumped, I jumped on a call and I said, "We got to talk for a minute. We got to we got to do a recording. It's it's due or due." And I have just my mind is blown and and it's bursting with anticipation for the imminent release of the Apple Vision Pro that comes out to the public on the streets February 2nd. I am so pumped for this. Like a couple of things in the last couple of years for me has really gotten my juices flowing more than like chat GPT and the whole AI revolution and the Apple Vision Pro. Like these two things are becoming available to me and they're converging at this point in my life at, you know, 47 years old just to carbon date myself. And I'm like, I feel like we're on this precedence, you know, like of, of or precipice of just great new change and, and awesome upgrades. And one of the things is this Apple Vision Pro is just going to revolutionize the way, you know, they're calling it spatial computing. Have you tell me what what do you even know about this headset? You've probably by now seen at least some ads play for it. I have on seen TV. like there's been an onslaught of ads. Yeah, that's you've that is the you've extent. seen the commercial. That's the extent. Okay. People like you, I'm actually most excited for. I'm excited for me because I've seen the promise coming for years. Uh, I've been a big proponent of virtual reality and anything mixed reality. Just It's exciting you know, to get immersed in like a game world. And I've gotten, I, I went as far back as like the Google Cardboard. Uh, which kind of gave you like your first available, like for a lot of people, I bet that's their first VR headset because you just kind of slid your phone down into a, a, a piece of cardboard that you could just get for free from Google. And there was just like a couple of little experiences on there that you could just put your phone up to your face and boom, you got like VR. It's like poor man's VR. It's like the step up from, um, you know, those like vision, uh, what were those things called where you put it up to your face and you pull down on the clicker and you get different little scenes of Viewmasters. Yeah, like, yeah. <clears throat> I, I remember being a little kid and picking up a Viewmaster and putting it to my face and just sort of being excited and kind of in awe of it. And 
it, you know, it, the experience maybe wasn't as great as it was the first time I put it on, but it was always exciting because you would get those cells and they would frequently be sold in these like little, uh, uh, you know things that you would hang on a on a like a rack at the at the store, and they were they they was like on a card, and you could get they were themed usually. It would be like a Disney, and then yeah. you would have a a disc that was like Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, and another one, and you 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 know rip it out of the thing and you put it in your Viewmaster, and it would be like a scene from the movie. Click the thing. There'd be like four or five scenes on a disc, and it was just neat. It was like a you know you were looking into like a diorama kind of thing. And the effect, it was primitive, especially compared to what you got now, but it was very effective at the time. And I haven't felt kind of that excitement since that Google Cardboard thing came along, and they had a, an experience for the Jungle Book, the uh, Jungle Book movie that was directed by... Um, uh, Favreau. Favreau, thanks. John Favreau. Really cool movie. Like I'm not a huge fan of a lot of those live-action remakes from Disney. I'm usually... I'm usually impressed by the you know the the effects that they managed to pull off, but I've just I've never been a huge fan because like I never really think it brings anything new to the story. But with the Jungle Book, for some reason, and maybe perhaps some of it was because Bill Murray was the voice the voice of Baloo, which tickled me. I really liked that version of the live action compared to the you know the cartoon, the animated classic, and so but they had uh, King Louis uh, like layer. And you just put it up to your face, and you just look around anywhere, 360, and you were at King Louis' lair. And then Louis would kind of, like, open his eyes, and he's just this big old, you know, uh, orangutan. So I can tell you why you enjoyed it. Yeah. First of all, I mean, because it was just a good movie in and of itself. But secondly, the source material, the actual book, The Jungle Book, written by Rudyard Kipling, was a collection of, of individual stories. Right, and right. the original animated uh, Jungle Book from the 60s, I think it was 1967, um, the original Jungle Book was, I think, three of the stories from inside that book, but the live-action remake was different stories that were put together in into the movie. Uh-huh. So it wasn't just a shot-for-shot 3D animated, because, again, you know, the live-action ones, when you're dealing with humans you're dealing with actual actors acting in a mm-hmm. you know still a lot of digital effects but with sure. jungle book well you ha- yeah you look at beauty <clears throat> and the beast and the, the main actor is a human being but yeah. everything around her is everything effects, else is basically. is animated you know it's a, but with with um the jungle book with the exception of the little boy that played Mowgli, everything else is just cgi mm-hmm. so it's just a fancier yeah. um animation but it was new materials a new story so I was like, oh, okay. Someone yeah. is giving me something new. Here's a new yeah. story for me to enjoy instead of just, oh, look, we regurgitated a story that yeah. I already enjoyed in the previous format, but just with new fancy animation. So that's why you enjoyed it. It was new. You're absolutely right, new. though. Like, just giving me like a, just a little different like lens, a different slant or point of view from Mowgli or whatever. Yeah, I think it helped a lot. And it did make it more enjoyable. And it's st- it stands out more than the other ones that have been created. Um, but anyways, going back to my original story, like I'm so dialed in, like usually I forget what the hell I was talking about whenever we go off tangent. But like I'm so laser focused. <laughs> <laughs> 
but but from there, like I saw that and I was like, this is cool, but I can definitely see we're a ways away. And then the um, the Oculus came out, which was like the first kind of consumer, uh, like that that was the first one like you could go into a Walmart and pick up. Yeah. Right. It, it was it was the Oculus Quest, and which was based on the Oculus that uh, what was it Palmer Lucky invented, which is a cool story all on its own, but. Uh, before Facebook's involvement and everything, they, they was just this other company, Oculus, and uh, the one one of the main engineers from uh, what? Uh, gosh, is it John Carmack, legendary guy, was sort of endorsing it all along. So when Carmack comes along and says, "This is really worth your time and pay attention to this," you know, everyone did, and then it just suddenly we had this. And then when Facebook came along, there's just all this money. Pow, we're going to put all the money behind it. And over time, you got like Oculus Quest. You got the Meta Quest 2, the Meta Quest 3, which is where we are currently right now. There was a pro version that came out of between the 2 and the 3. And I've been buying them incrementally, and I'm usually impressed with the games. But there's really no nothing else. Like, I get bored with the headset pretty fast. And they're... Really, there are ways of watching movies on it, but it doesn't look right enough. You know, there's a screen door effect, which if you're not familiar with the terminology is like something you get in VR headsets where, you know, you know, back in the day you would have a screen door that was like the thin, very like the crossing, like the wires. And it was very small. And if you... You looked at it a certain way from a different angle. It almost looks like they were moving with you. It was like a screen door. And they call it that because it's like you take that and you put it up right to your face. And you're seeing what's behind it is the VR-ness. But you got a screen door between you and the action. So it's like if you imagine it from another way. Like say you got a door that's like a glass door. And then you have a screen door. And if you had them both closed, you could see what's going on outside pretty well. But it's, it doesn't look that good. You wouldn't want to stare a lot, you know. You'd open up the screen door part and see, like, clear, like crystal clear looking through the, the, the door, through the glass. Well, they've gotten better and better and better over time. But there, there just has seemed to be, an, there, people seem to be ignoring the movie watching aspect of it. So I, I'll watch a movie from time to time, but, like, the angle doesn't look quite right. There's the screen door effect. Uh, it's sort of uncomfortable on my face. And... What it is is like, yeah, it's kind of like watching a movie in my house, like a movie theater, but not really. It's kind of like if you squint hard, it's there, but it's. I'm just going to take this off. And once I've done the gaming experience part, kind of done with the headset. So with the Apple Vision Pro, the big difference, the big difference is, is like they're, it's like a 4K micro OLED screen. So now there's no more screen door effect. It's as if you're living in a 4K monitor. <laughs> it's crazy. And again, it's different this time because instead of this like little headset with apps in it, it's like wearing uh, a MacBook Pro on your face. Like it's capable of doing anything a MacBook Pro can do. Or a Mac, you know, like maybe just a Mac, maybe not a MacBook Pro, but a computer. And when they call it spatial computing, it's fucking crazy because it really is like you, you put it on. And we, by the way, this has been years in the process. Like Apple has been saying for years and years and years 
you know, like we've got we've got these patents and we got, you know, they would come out and they would talk about all this jargon that only an engineer would care about. Like, OK, that's cool. What does that mean? I don't know what that means. And but you always in the back of your head thought, well, as soon as Apple gets involved in this whole market space, it's going to be a big thing. It's going to be huge because they only come in when they have perfected everyone else's attempts. Like they take years of attempts and go, I like what you did here. I like what you did here. I like what you did here. And then makes this like really amazing experience. And then everyone basically tries to copy that. So I think we're on this verge, like we're, we're getting this headset and like the thing that people look at and they're going to go, so they're going to scoff hard. It starts at $3,500 as a lot of money. As a lot of cheddar, am I right? I mean, that's you could buy a seriously crazy, awesome, like entertainment setup for that kind of money. Yeah, go out and get yourself like an OLED TV that's like a hundred inches. Install like you know state of the art sound. Like you're probably approaching that much money, and you'd be, you know, that would be a fair point. But the thing about the Vision Pro that's just got me, and I'm the reason I'm really pumped and excited now, and you can almost hear it in my voice. Like, wow, he's excited about something. He saw something crazy cool. Up until this point for years, like we've just seen like what Apple wants us to see, this like very kind of stage sanitized version of what their headset's capable of, but they don't, they, it, it wasn't, it just wasn't enough to get you real excited. It was excited the prospect was there. You look at the specs of the thing and you're like, oh wow, it's gonna have 4K OLED, that's pretty cool. I, I assume that's gonna look better, you know? But now for the first time, the embargoes are lifted and you can actually go out to like YouTube and start doing searches about Apple Vision Pro and see what it can do. And now I'm getting really excited because the first set of reviews that I see are like good, you know, Tom's Guide, uh, CNN, uh, Wired, Yahoo, whatever, the big names in tech companies. They're saying things like seven out of 10, you know, nine out of 10 awesome experience but they usually come with like these like little caveats that'll say like it's kind of heavy or um you know it's magical until it's not and i'm like what does that mean <laughs> i don't even know what that means like are you such a miserable person that like you're just bored with magic like what <laughs> uh but i mean people are cynical that way like once they see something now they're like now they're bored with it instantly and they want that better iteration that's going to be a few more years down the road i'm sure but but what I'm starting to see now, like I'm seeing the, the YouTubers, the people who make their business, their passion about one micro like, like niche thing. Like, you know, you'll see all the people who are just really into VR and you'll see their videos and that's all they focus on. They know everything about VR, what it's good at, what it's not good at. What's the promise? What could it be? Are we, how many years back are we getting to like ready player one? You know, like they talk about these things constantly. So when they get excited, I get real excited because when they come back and go, holy crap, you guys, it's it. We are there. It's like, whoa, it's happening. It's happening. You know, like you get that like meme with like, oh, yeah. Michael Scott's running out. You're like, holy shit, dude, this is crazy. I'm saying to you, my friend, I don't know like what your financial situation is like. And you might want to hold off until I actually get one on my face in a couple of days here now. You might want to try to start looking at getting one of these things because <laughs> it's it's going to change the way like you're going to forget about like spaces in entertainment the way that you are used to thinking of them. You're just not going to care anymore because what it's doing is 
the movies are actually finally awesome. Apple is participating in this. Disney is participating in this. People are reformatting and encoding movies to this format. Like, only people who have an Apple Vision Pro are even going to be able to appreciate it. But the people who've seen it, and there's like about 150 movies that have it's capable, like, that's capable of doing on day one. And one of them is like Avatar Way of the Water. And I think I might have mentioned to you before, like, I remember seeing that in theaters and the 3D is like so cool. And they got that like high frame rate you know, aspect of it too, where like the way it's like 60 frames per second instead of 24 frames per second or something wild. And it just, you see it, it almost looks too sharp. You know, it's, it hurts. It's like, it breaks your brain a little bit. And I don't think you've, you didn't see that. Did you like when you, did you see it in theaters when they were doing that? Uh, I have, I I don't watch the, uh, the big, (laughs) I know I should have known, but I was hoping that maybe you would just went to see it for the technical achievement that it would definitely be. Because some people just go see Avatar. Like, I'm convinced the reason Avatar breaks so many records, yeah, you got your James Cameron fans as part of it, but you're kind of guaranteed to see something you've never seen before in cinema. So you get all these people that just go see it for that. And I really actually kind of dug the story of Avatar 1. I rewatched it a few times. Hadn't seen Avatar 2 again. Kind of don't care. But I remember when I was watching it, how amazed I was at what I was looking at. Like, wow. Things are really popping off the screen here and looking amazing. That's what like movies are going to look like. They're going to be 3D like that for you. Like you just put it on your face and you don't have to put extra glasses on. Your environment is now 3D. Everything. So there's all these movies like the Super Mario Brothers movie. Any movie that was basically definitely filmed for 3D in mind is just right off the bat, I think, going to be available to watch through this, this headset. And if you bought the movie already and it's, one of those that are converted or, you know, going to be available. Like you actually can just start watching it in 3d. Like you don't even have to buy it again. You can just watch it with the, you know, Apple vision pro treatment. Nice. Like, That's crazy. So like, yeah, like I said, Disney's heavily involved. There's two companies in this world. Entertainment wise. They tell me they're really heavily invested in something. I'm jumping on that board. It's like Apple and Disney right there. You take those two. And you just think about the experiences that they could deliver together, just gets me so hyped and exciting. And I just read about it more, like it just keeps getting better. I look at all these shows and things at Apple on Apple Plus, like you know, these shows and 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 movies that are just exclusive to them. They've already been recording in this format. So you can watch newer shows like uh what's that one? It's like Band of Brothers, but it's just come out and it's about like the the pilots. Uh, like oh, that's gonna yeah. have like that effect, you know. Like I'm gonna be able to like put that on and watch it. I learned, sadly, the Godzilla sh- uh, show with the Kurt Russell and his son are not, but it'll still be cool to see on like a 200 foot screen. Oh yeah. But anyways, it's just got me so excited, and I thought it would be cool for an episode of ours to 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 kind of just discuss like what my early like what my thoughts about it are gonna be my my initial reactions to like some of the videos that have just got me like it's like it's like i don't know it's like it's like confirmation you know like i had all these hopes and it's like i hope it's i just hope it's all of these things like i know it can't possibly be but your imagination just tends to run wild and you see those initial like reviews they don't show they don't talk about hardly any of the experiences or anything they just sort of talk about how much it costs how frequently are you going to use it? Like there were just, they, there was just like all these 
you know, like ho-hums and naysayers and nitpicky shit. It's like, people are going to see that and go, well, I'm definitely not going to buy this thing now if it doesn't, like, if they don't come and go, it's t- it's 11 out of 10, it's going to blow your fucking world, it's going to do this, it's going to do that. <laughs> you know, unless, like, they do that on ABC World News Tonight, you're, most people are just not going to care about it. But I want them to. Like, I want everyone to be able to experience this. One thing I'm glad they're doing is um, it's an all very customized experience, right? When you when you pre when I pre-ordered the headset two weeks ago, got up in the morning, like, you know, the pre-order madness and the and the craze. I really wanted to get one day one. Like I was gonna kill me to like my FOMO, I couldn't survive it if, <laughs> if like I had to wait like even three more months to see all these people like, ooh, brain exploding. You know, like, a, it's like, come on, I have the money, just give it to me. And, you know, yeah, it's going to set me back financially for a little while. Like, I'm going to have to tighten the belt and, you know, save some money and not spend money on things that I would normally spend on. But if it delivers on that entertainment level that I think it's going to, which, by the way, includes, like, you know, throwing up gigantic screens of like your your Steam, your PlayStation Five collection, and just play like sit down on the floor with like your PS Five controller and play like a game with no lag on the gigantic screen in 4K with HDR and like spatial sound. Fuck yes, I'm doing all that stuff. I can't wait. I'm not at all concerned about how stupid it's going to look on my face. I just can't wait to get this like future started. Like I'm just days away. I have an appointment for 8 a.m. Uh, Friday to pick it up. I just I managed to get like the first available appointment on the first day, and I'm, I took the day off from work because uh, I just assumed <laughs> I'm probably not going to want to be distracted by anything. So the the QA on the marshmallow packaging and everything is just going to have they're going to have to you know distribute that responsibility. They're just going to have to deal with it. <laughs> they're just going to have to deal with it. Because uh, I will be, I'm not going to want to take this damn thing on off all day, probably. I'm going to have like a permanent like indentation around my head for this thing's so freaking cool. Uh, but, you know, like I'm telling you all this stuff, like what, what does your mind think when I'm telling you all this stuff? Like, can you, do you have questions? Do you, are you concerned? <clears throat> like, what, what are you even thinking? Like, I'm telling you all this stuff. You know me, I'm an excitable guy and I'm an enthusiast when it comes to technology. I, I like, I'm a, I'm one of those guys who's perfectly happy paying extra for something to get a glimpse of the future and have it not be like fully fleshed or realized out. Like I'm a, I'll pay for beta access kind of guy. And that's kind of what I expected it was going to be going into seeing some of the stuff that I've seen on these early videos. But now I'm like, no, this looks pretty freaking polished. This is Apple we're talking about here. Of course it's going to be amazing and, and intuitive and just work. So I don't know, like, what what are you thinking? Like, when I tell you this stuff, does this even register with you? Are you just looking at me like, go, Ron's being silly, or do you like? What do you think about that? Well, uh, no, because it's it's interesting. I mean, because you know, one of the things that uh, that tangents has been for us as you know as a spinoff podcast is we've we talk you know, Cinemasters is really driven by. Uh, movie specific stuff. Usually, it, we we talk about a movie. Um, what's nice about this environment is it gives us more wiggle room to talk about stuff, kind of in the peripheral of that whole world. And this, you know, we've we've talked a lot about different kinds of technology, different kinds of things that are are coming and and whatnot. 
and this this is this is a whole new realm and it's it's interesting just because i mean i know um in in my own pursuits as uh you know and we're both physical media collectors but you know with that being uh a, a big thing that i'm in, invested involved in <clears throat> the world of 4k um you know it's it's one of those i mean i i have converted you know, I, I had a pretty sizable DVD collection, and then I became a bit of a Blu-ray snob. Uh, and That's so funny that, to see you change, because you were so not a snob at all. Yeah, I, well, <laughs> I, 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 w I will say I think the biggest thing for it was really driven more by... Um, Bon by the the additional content like when dvds really did house um the all of the special features that they used to um i i was you know i was really pretty okay with that and then because i still have i have some movies some movies are only available on dvd and i have a, i have a list of movies that are available on dvd that i'm waiting for them to come to blu-ray um some of them i have in digital so i can watch them still anyways um, but it, uh, when I restarted my collection in 2016, um, and I converted a lot of stuff from DVD to Blu-ray, I really kind of said, and you know, even now, like I'll, I'll buy 4k versions of movies and it's nice. Cause I mean, really and truly like most Blu-rays come in a blue case, but even that's not necessarily the standard stuff has slip covers some some you know boutique movies come in different colored cases so buying a 4k over a blu-ray a lot of times is really like okay visually is this going to be something that i want to watch in this like the other night you know i i instead of just turning on um batman begins and watching it through streaming i grabbed my 4k steelbook off the shelf and put it in so i was like okay i want to appreciate the you mm. know the visuals of this movie and it's nice to be able to do that <clears throat> the one of the things in the realm of physical media that 4k has kind of stagnated as a, as a you know blu-ray really owns a, a solid market share and dvd for what it is still has a really sizable presence even though the 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 you know the brick and mortar market is shrinking the, the market for physical media is is still pretty viable and within that DVD is still uh, a choice that a lot That's of people are making. That's really surprising. Sorry. Uh, but even in their marketing, like if you open up like a Target circular, they'll still advertise like blue like the DVD form factor in their in their advertisements. Even in like twenty twenty four, you know? Yeah. And I always find that interesting, but I think it's just because so many people still use D V D players. And or just you know, some, uh, I, whatever that's fine. It, if you if you don't if you don't know what you're not seeing, if you don't yeah. know what you're missing, then DVD is perfectly fine. Yeah, it's and, not well, until you walk through like a Best Buy showroom or something, and you go, "What the fuck is that?" And well, even even <laughs> yeah. that, I mean, Best Buy has now officially discontinued. You can't pre-order stuff. They like they're selling off all of their physical media and taking it out of stores, taking it offline. Yeah. They're not selling, yeah. um, you know, and there's, there's stuff that, you know, I've gone and looked at, they've price dropped a lot of stuff. I had stuff in a, in a cart that I was, you know, toying around with and it's gone. I can't, I can't like they sold out of it and I can't get it anymore. And yeah. 
eventually it will that well will completely run dry um and then you're left with just the secondary market and then you know there's there's a lot of boutique labels um that are going to thrive uh walmart and and amazon um have really picked up a lot of the slack i I just got my 4k steelbook of silent light uh arrived today they're and probably it's, excited don't you think because there's still quite a market i think for, oh there's like, physical media I, I i i mean i think i mean it's not it's not as booming as it once was but i think yeah. even some of some of the tide has turned for people to where like you know people are more interested in owning certain things than just relying completely on streaming a lot of people are still like i'm fine to stream it but there is yeah. there's a growing tide of people that are really interested in owning something but yeah. in that i mean the the blu-ray i remember when blu-rays first hit the scene and their price point was pretty i mean it, it really in it was like 30 to 40 percent higher usually than yeah. DVD. and uh i mean blu-rays anymore even i mean uh it was it was weird because a few years ago it seemed like the the a, a new release was usually 20 bucks and then, like, they kind of got into this, like, oh, let's make this one 22. Let's make this one 25. Right. Like, they, right. they kind of drove that price back up just a little bit. And people kept buying. I kept buying them. But a lot of the, yeah. I mean, a lot of times in in a secondary market, most, uh, any, I mean, even, even uh, a, a fair amount of, not even necessarily, quote, unquote, older movies, but a lot of Blu-rays are still really competitively priced and you can get inexpensive. 4Ks have yeah. come down a little bit, but the, the one of the things in in my research, just in in all that, is 4K players really haven't come down. But it's mostly because people just aren't buying them. Uh, the the I think it's because there's no threat of a push. I don't yeah. think people are worried about getting 8K players. Exactly. You know, like there's always that sort of there's that hesitation to invest yeah. in something because you're just like, well, well, I'll just wait until next year when they're 8K. Well. I don't think we're gonna see those. No, we and will, but it's gonna it's gonna take a while. So might as well stick around and keep charging f- premium prices for these 4K players. Watch well, and the and the people the people that are that are really interested in even the 4K technology because I have I have a a, a de- pretty decent 4K player that I paid a few hundred dollars for, but like the, the top of the line 4K player that you know a lot of people boast about i want to say it's is it panasonic or sam's i can't remember what brand it is but it i mean it's eleven hundred dollars even still today for and it's a 4k player now it's i mean it's you know from what i've read it's kind of the gold standards like okay yeah if you're really invested in getting the best you know experience out of a out of a, a physical disc you know in conjunction with all of the the other peripherals you know that's what you're you know if you're putting together a home theater and you're sparing no expense that's uh, really the way you're probably going to go but for most people the difference between blu-ray and 4k is not enough for them to make the leap now you know that's when we're talking about physical media with a tv with a player you know that's that's a lot of moving pieces what what you're talking about and what's interesting because i went and looked it up while you were talking because I remember seeing it, um, and I, I, I'm as a as a disclaimer, I'm I I know next to really nothing about the technology <laughs> on this end of. But yeah. E- Elon had uh, tweeted yesterday um, that the first human had received the Neuralink uh, 
implant and i don't uh, that's where i'm like i don't know the technology that <laughs> but like in conjunction yeah. with this new you know the uh this new mac product it's one of those like i think i think really you know the way you formulated at the beginning being on a technological precipice you know it yeah. is like okay this is this is riding a new wave of yeah. you know we've had iterations of other things but it's like this is this is you know we're we're not just, you know, we're not going from, you know, the N64 to a Wii. We're not going from PlayStation 3 to PlayStation 4. And we've, you know, made some adjustments. We're not going from iPhone 14 to 15 where the camera can do a few more things. It's like this is a whole new world of, you know, of not just entertainment, but, you know, specific to what we're talking about. I was like, yeah you know, being able to watch these movies in this capacity, being able to, you know, absorb and uh, take in movies and other forms of entertainment in this medium, it's, I mean, it's pretty wild. I mean, it's, you know, it'll take yeah. a little while for things to trickle down to where, you know, it, anybody, you know, feels more comfortable, you know, I mean, as it stands now, I mean, once upon a time having an iPhone was... A pretty big deal now yeah having an iphone yeah. is the standard once upon a time having a blu-ray player once upon a time having a vcr was an exclusive kind of thing like oh wow you have a vcr let, so let me since you mentioned the iphone which is yeah. i think we could all probably agree a turning point in people's lives yeah uh smartphones like were like you had things that were like a like an iphone kind of you had technology that was capable of doing what an iPhone could do, but like Apple was the first company to put it all in a package and make it intuitive and work. Um, the commercial that they were running last week as sort of a teaser commercial for the Apple Vision Pro was basically a shot-for-shot -shot remake of their teaser commercial for the very first iPhone. Nice. But... Instead of it being like the cartoon, because if you've seen it, it's like, you know, it's like Doc Brown pulls the visor down and Iron Man's like face yeah. comes down. And, you know, that was like a really kind of, it tells you next to nothing of what it's capable of doing. In fact, it doesn't tell you anything. The very last shot is of a person putting it on their face and you see the icons, those like familiar like Apple icons, the, you know, this like the circles with, you know, and it's real clean. And that's all you see. And you're like, what does that mean? I don't know. Is that, is that literally what we're going to see? Or is just like some slick uh, production company make it like, this is what it's going to make you feel like. You know, you never know when you have yeah. these new technologies. Like, what are they promising? Is this really what we're going to see? Or is this how I'm going to feel when I actually use it? And, you know, that's like all you see. And now, now there's like another version where you see a bit more like what it's capable of doing. Dude, it's just the tip of the iceberg. Like, Forget even that. Like it's it's what Disney and Apple alone are bringing to the table. That's crazy. <laughs> and and I'm like a pro physical media guy. Even with this new device, like I'm still even if I can if I can find ways to do it. If they present me with like a, uh, well here's like here's the 4K that you get with Apple Vision Pro. Like and it'll be like DVD, Blu-ray, 4K, Apple Vision Pro, you know, digital copy, yeah. like whatever. I'll pay extra for that if that's the case. But I want to still have the option of buying a physical disc because here's the thing that Apple Vision Pro will not do is replace the communal feeling of going in to a theater 
or just sitting on the couch with your buds because each person would have to have a $4,000 piece of headwear like sitting on their head in the same space. Now, yeah, true. You can have what they call personas, which are like these kind of little digital versions of you that, that it scans and like that's like your persona repu, repu, uh, representation in that, you know, virtual environment. Uh, they make those, but you know, at the end, sometimes like you just don't want to have a headset on your face and you just want to lay back comfortably on your couch with no thing on your face. And, and, in, and in five to 10 years, they're going to be light as hell and probably just look like your regular glasses. Cause I yeah. have a pair of Ray-Bans that are like meta uh, there's meta technology in them. And it's cool what that can do even, you know, like there, there's no inner, like I don't see through the lenses to see mixed reality or anything, but like, it's already like I have AI working for me and shit. Like it can take videos and pictures through the, through the actual uh, camera and I can do all of, like I control it through my phone. It's nuts. Like I can go like, Hey meta, show me what I'm looking at or explain to me what I'm looking at. It'll, you'll hear it click and take a picture. And then you look down on your phone, it's like, this appears to be uh, a living room with, you know, shit that, yeah. you know, like, whatever. It just begins to tell you what it saw. And, like, that that alone, like, gets, you go, ooh, that's kind of, like, anything different makes you feel a little weird at first. But at the same time, you then you start seeing this possibilities, like, wow, this is cool. Um, but here are some of the, like, scenarios that, like, you're going to see with this thing that I've seen in action. Like, actually in action, the interface. Because you can you can record what it is you're seeing through the headset and save it to a file and show it to people. So now I actually see how they're interacting with their apartment, the apps they choose to pull up. And, like, one of the first things this guy does is he just looks straight ahead and he goes, Hey, Siri, open you know, Safari, boom, big, big internet browser pops up. Cool. And then he looked to a spot where there wasn't anything. And he goes like, Hey Siri, open messages. His IMs pop up. Then he looked over to a spot that there wasn't like anything. And he goes, Hey Siri, pull up weather and like another app. So it's like apps are floating in front of your face and each one can be resized about as big as you want it. And you can just put them all over the damn place. And since it's special computing, you can do all that, get up, leave the room, open up more apps, go back. They will stay there in your house. You walk back to your room originally, and they just stayed there. They don't move with your head. They're just locked in place in space. He's got apps open all over your house. All over your damn house. You could That's if you wild. wanted to. Yeah. <laughs> Like I've seen people like I'm gonna pull up Pornhub in my like wife's room, like I'm like whatever, like in my like mother-in-law's house, and they're gonna have Pornhub playing in the room. They're not even gonna know. It. <laughs> oh. You know, it's just gonna be hilarious. Uh, but like, wow, that's so cool. Like this is gonna be a multitasking phenomenon. That wasn't enough. It's compatible with Max, so you can stream. You you can like mirror what's on your Mac up on the screen too, as big as you want, and like like crystal clear like 4k and do your work and there's no blurriness so you can do your work on your mac watch your stuff on over on the side and since and you're probably wondering like how does this even work it tracks your gaze wherever you look it's like a mouse pointer goes to that spot and then you just do a little gesture with your fingers and it's like you left click or most of the gestures you're already used to using on a phone, like pinching and, and enhancing and shrinking and all like twisting and turning around, 
it's all going to be built into the Vision OS. So, like, stuff you've already been doing, like, second nature for 15 years, you're just going to put the headset and go, I didn't know it, I didn't know at all how this was going to work, but here I am just doing it. Because, like, you'll look at an app or whatever on the screen, and it'll, like, enlarge a little bit so, like, it knows you're, like, ready to select it. And then you just, like, you do a pinch, like, gesture with your fingers, and you're in it. And then, like, you go to, like, a little handle. Like, you look at the handle with your gaze, and then you do the gesture, and you enlarge it or shrink it. And, like, you could, like, walk over and do dishes and have, like, a 100-foot movie screen out in the distance in front of you if you wanted to. And they have this immersion crown. They call it an immersion crown. And it looks just like the crown dial on, like, an uh, Apple Watch. It looks just like that. And it controls the amount of immersion that you can have. So you can either just have an app floating out in front of your face. And if you start to turn the, uh, the little immersion knob, you get more immersed into the environment. So let, let's just say you choose an environment that's the moon. So you could be on the moon and there, there will just be like this kind of the moon is just sort of directly in your gaze. But if you look left or right, clearly, you know, you see what's in front of you. You see everything in front of you. Like, just because you're wearing the headset doesn't mean you don't see everything that's going around you because of all the cameras and shit that's on it. It's crazy. So you turn the knob, and then slowly, gradually, you're suddenly everywhere you look is the moon. So you can just look, do a 360 turn around, look at your feet, look up at the sky, and you're just on the moon. And then you turn the little knob, and it decreases your immersion. Once again, the moon is just basically like a wallpaper in your the front part of your vision and all your apps are on top of it. You're just like, I feel like being totally on the moon zip. And they've already, since Disney's involved, they've got Tatooine. They've got, um, the jungle book. Like they've got like one of those, I think, uh, environments. So there's like, you could watch show, you could watch, uh, star Wars in 3d. Cause Disney's enhanced it for us. Totally in 3d while sitting in a speeder, like a land speeder. You look down and you're just sitting in a land speeder, but off everywhere around you is like Tatooine. But then you also have this gigantic movie like screen in front of you. That's pretty <laughs> so wild. Crazy stuff like that. I'm just like, it blows my mind to even think about it. But the funny thing is, I imagined it in my head looking that cool, but I didn't quite really feel like it was going to be possible until I started seeing these like, YouTubers get on here and they go like, dudes, wow. You let me show you like everything. Like they're so excited about it. They just literally got it and they just can't wait to upload videos. Like there'll just be a 30 second video of a guy looking at his photos. It's like, dude, oh my God, look at this. You got to see this crap. It's insane. And, and the one I recommend anyone watch that I found is a, it's a YouTuber named Brian Tong. And he's got uh, he's got a video out there called Apple Vision Pro Epic Review, and it's all like so he's a he's like you know he's a professional. Apple's really smart. They flew out like all the main VR like enthusiasts, like the top ones, invited them in and gave them like hour long like very scripted like walkthroughs. Kept them in the loop. Kept them getting excited. And then, and, and then, of course, be, for the, their reward for that is to have it a little bit early. So when the embargo breaks, they have all these experiences recorded and ready to show. Like, so I'm just overwhelmed by all the stuff that I'm seeing just this morning. And, but yeah, Brian Tong, 
everybody go check this out. In fact, you know, you, you may listen to this in a couple months. It'll be like old news. But they only manufactured, they could only manufacture, I think it was a million headsets in the first year. Only launching in the U.S. And there was just a very limited amount being sold. Like, I don't think you can get it anywhere right now if you, unless you wanted to go on eBay and buy it. I don't think you can even buy it right now, unfortunately. But, you know, Apple's, Apple's, they're, the way that, Apple's not like anyone else. Like, they're, the way that they get products made and distributed over, like, even during the pandemic, there were still new iPhones getting released. Around the same time, they were still getting released every year. Like, they didn't have the same problems that everyone else had, it didn't seem. So I think that if you, if you were to, like, make it, you know, like, you were to buy it, like, yeah, you're going to definitely get one, but not until, like, April. And then it's going to come to your house, and then you freaking get the thing. They're also doing, and we have an Apple store in our city. You can go and schedule a demo, a 30-minute demo for free. And they'll just, you can walk in there, and you, your 30 minutes a lot of time. They'll just show you what it can do. Like, that's, that's Apple's plan. They're, they're letting just a few people get it. And they're going to be the people that are really excited about the technology. They're going to go out and spread the word like wildfire. Like, mom, you got to check this. Like, wow, when you were a little girl, can you believe and imagine that even when I was a little boy, I could never even imagine like what I'm seeing right now. Like, it's just people are not going to wait. They're not going to be able to contain their excitement. Like, you got to see this. Put this headset on. And Apple's actually letting you do like guest personas. And there's like a whole process. Like you have to put your hands out. It does a perfect scan of your hands. Then you take the headset off, turn it around. It scans your face to create your persona. And then it's saved on there. So, you know, you could put it on. But they're also selling these like custom light seals. Because when you buy it, you have to do a 3D scan with like your camera. Like you couldn't even pre-order it. You could only pre-order it on your iPhone because of the LiDAR camera. It like scans your face and they custom like they give you like the right size cushion to fit on and everything is premium, dude. Everything is like soft and premium and like just looks good. And it's like I don't know if you've seen it, like it's you first look at it and you go, like, that's kind of wild. But then the more you look at it, you're like, Yeah, I could see people wearing these things. I could just see it. All it's gonna take is like some TikTokers to be walking around making videos and then it's gonna be instantly like acceptable. People are going, it's just like we were just talking about with ringtones before the show started. Yeah. Everyone and their mother had a ringtone on their iPhone when they first came out. It was, if you didn't do it, shame on you. It was like, it was that prevalent, you know? Well, now people look at you like you just spit on a baby and like, you know, like you got a ringtone, a custom ringtone. Who are you? Well, and, and, and again, to even, you know, uh, circle back to one of the things that that uh, you had said just a little bit ago is the first iphone came out what 2007 i think it was 2007 yep yeah so 2007 I and mean, it like, didn't do a whole lot by the way there was no app store i had one you had to sideload apps enthusiasts uh, and that's one of those things like you know for just for a frame of reference for people it's like okay if you're listening to this and you're thinking about it go back and you know just just do a quick google search on first generation um iphone i mean just look look yep. at look at the aesthetic look at what it was look how clunky and, it is and then yeah. look at the iphone that you have in your hand and realize that the timeline from that first iteration to whatever yep. you're holding today if it's you know if it's a 10 11 12 13 14 whatever version that you're currently using knowing that what uh, 15 is the most recent one right that's the titanium one 
Uh, yep. So they yep. have the that 15. That was the big selling point. Now that phone has a lot of really cool. Apple's funny that way. Like they'll they'll make you think like you're just upgrading because it's titanium, but really there's a shitload of new technology that went into the. That, that was the thing that was really funny to me. Is like yeah, the, they made such a big deal. It's like it's titanium. It's like a it's, huge deal. If you asked people, like, okay, well, what is titanium? It's like it, it's, right. it's it's it's. Did one person shiny. say I, I'm here to buy this because it's titanium? Uh, I need Other the than titanium. Doc Brown, one. he wanted it to go along with his DeLorean. I was like, it's, you just, I mean, really and truly, at this point, oh, I was like, Marty, it's titanium. Oh, it's, it's an iPhone eight, and I spray painted it, but it's titanium. So here you go. <laughs> you know, it's but but like. The, Pretty much. The yeah. the thing is, the bezels get thinner, the cameras get more sophisticated. But I mean, you know, well, and now I'm, we're down to titanium as a selling point. And I mean, some some of the other things that you don't think about, like my phone, it has a terabyte of space on it. I was like, I I mean, yeah. I have, I, I I probably have fifty, you know, four K movies saved on my phone so if i'm ever in a situation yeah. where either my reception is bad or i don't have wi-fi <laughs> i could just right. watch a 4k movie no problem on my phone no problem yeah. i mean like no you know problem. just to stop and really think like okay in a matter of i mean we're at the beginning of 2024 so in 16 17 years we went from the first generation of the iphone a completely yeah. brand new way of of living I mean, not, not just, you know, tech, it was, it was, I mean, the idea. You of, couldn't even copy and paste text on an iPhone until like the third iPhone. Well, at like, you know, T9 uh, texting was, you know, was a, was a big thing. Cause it was like, it was a precursor to predictive text to a degree. It's like, okay. Uh, it's yeah. like, okay, look, this is a shortcut for texting. I was like, you know, all you were doing, you know, you had snake you could make phone calls and you could send text messages. And the, even yeah. that was like, okay, what's your text messaging plan? You know, oh, I'm making phone calls after nine. It was like, that was that was the world we were living in. And it's like, when you look at where we, I mean. We've come less, a long, long way, baby. Less a than long, 20 long years. Way. I yeah. mean, that's the thing. It's like the speed at which things are growing. Because it's it's not yeah. like, oh, Apple just really focused. Like, in the interim, what they did is they've upgraded this. Then they came out with tablets. Then they came out with watches. Yep. Now we have this like the iPhone, the, right? They're expanding their their whole uh, their whole wheelhouse of these are the ways that we offer you technology. These are the ways that we offer you the opportunity to interact with technology, entertainment, uh, news, all kinds of stuff. And it is. It's like all right. You know, when you, we're, we're sitting here, it's like, okay, they're about to, you know, they're about to offer this new, brand new technology. And it, it to even like, you know, take where we're at and not, not rain on that parade at all, but just like to say, okay, you know, in, in another 17 years. I mean, like, and to really stop and think, like, in okay. five to ten years, we're going to be wearing Apple Vision Pros inside of our headsets, like they're like our glasses, like regular the, fucking. Yeah, it, it's it's gonna like. I'm it's not even of, kidding. The 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 rate at which um, the technology is growing is, I, I mean, like that's that's one of those things. It's like, you know, the it's really it really is genuinely amazing, and the technology is funny. I think for some people, it's exciting it's always exciting yes some people it's scary because you got to stop like you're you the way you're used to doing things is about to change that's scary and then i think the third is just 
inconvenience. Like, well, it would be exciting to have new technology, but I just don't feel like learning a new thing. Yes. But like, again, it takes you back to the Apple. Like they've been training. There are, I'm not even, this is not, this is not, this is real. There are over 5,000 patents that Apple made. Wow. To create this headset. Over 5,000. And they keep patenting things all the time. It's like their engineers just keep getting new ideas and they just keep patenting new things. So like now people are like data mining their patents. They're just looking at like what's coming, what's coming. Um, but like they're they're making it and then like Samsung and um, you know, everyone, they're gonna finally get their hands on this technology and they're gonna reverse it. They're gonna find ways to make it cheaper. And in a couple of years, an Apple Vision Pro will probably cost you about what a Mac would cost. Yeah. Later on. Probably, or you know, between a thousand and two thousand dollars, and they'll probably never get cheaper than that. I doubt. Uh, but, just because but even, they can charge that much money, why would they not charge that much money? Sure, maybe they could make it cheap, but like the money is all in this headset. Like, you're but like paying, e- e- even that, the the thing of like yeah. uh, I was talking about this with my brother last night. You know, um, I, he uh, just switched to Verizon, um, and just the products that Verizon threw at him. It was like, hey, here's here's a brand new iPhone. Hey, here's a here's a here's an iPad. Here's a watch. Like here, take yeah. his take yeah. his just throwing at new customers. It makes yeah. you wonder. And well and, and like remember back in the day, like that's how most people got an iPhone was they were subsidizing their yep. cell phone plan. They you would agree and I did it up until they stopped doing it. You know, I agree for a two-year contract, you're going to give me this phone, and I'm basically paying off, like, you know, the phone through you guys as a service, you know? Yeah. And that's how it was. That's how most people got. Now, it'll be interesting to see if someone can find a way to subsidize these. You know, like, I, that's who, that's that's like, my prediction. Could, like, AT&T, like, subsidize these? Like, you know, subscribe to the new AT&T wireless, you know, whatever service and get an iVision Pro free, you know? Well, like, that's I, the I, kind of thing I'm wondering where it's going to I really... Disney uh, Plus. Maybe Disney Plus will start giving these out for free. It Because, like, with, with my phone, you know, it's like, okay, I've, I have AT&T and my phone, you know, when I yeah. upgraded to, I don't... I think this is a 13... Um, the x pro and so i you know i was like all right i want you know i want uh, something that it's big and it's got and i i wanted a lot of storage on it. i want a terabyte of storage i want i will never use mm-hmm. all that but yeah. i like having it i know you just don't want to not have it yeah and, it's, and it's frustrating like, to like have to move shit around it really is. well because once upon a time i had a 16 gig iphone and when i wanted to download an app i would have to delete 400 pictures and you know yeah. 10 songs and it's like been there, it, brother. And so it's like I don't ever want to do that again. So I get you know as much space as I as I can. And I was like, okay, it makes sense for AT and T to say, all right, you know, because this I think this September is when my the the cost of my iPhone is baked into my my payment, and like yeah. that that will that will subside in September. And I was like, okay, yeah. and you know, then what's nice for me is like, okay, my cell phone bill goes down. Um, and when I, yeah. re- when I renewed this way back when I first got my, uh, my, when I switched to AT&T, they, the guy conned us into taking a tablet we never used it. It was a crappy tablet, but it, it's on, it's on my plan as I have, I paid 11 yeah. bucks a month for this tablet. And when I was, I always, up, den- I always deny those. Like whenever they try to give me one of those, I always just say no thanks. We, I, I was, I was young and impressionable. This was years ago. <laughs> 
And so, <laughs> yeah, I, I no, we, that tracks. You know, if I were like 20, 21 and they offered me, I'd be like, hell yeah, where do I sign? You know, well, the <laughs> the thing was, what was nice is I had carried this thing for years on my plan. And it, I mean, it was 11 bucks and it was one of those was like, I would, anytime I got it in my head, like, oh, I, I would need to call them and take this off. And it's a, it yeah. was just, it was one of those things like, okay, I'm going to be on the phone for two hours. <sighs> Screw it. I don't care about $11 a month. And it's one of those like, <laughs> I should have. But yeah. what, and if what, you've got an iPad with like an LTE connection, hella convenient. Well, that, hella that convenient. was the thing. It was like, it was some crappy no name tablet when I first got it. But when I was renewing my, when I went through the process of upgrading my phone and doing all, because I did all that online, I didn't even have to go into a store. They just sent me the new one and yeah. I switched everything over at home on my own. Well, when I was doing that, I happened to notice on, on the website as I was as I was fiddling around with it, hey, your tablet is due for an upgrade too. And I was like, oh. So I just clicked on it because I was curious. And it was, I was eligible to get the latest iPad and they did they did the same thing they just they baked the cost of that into my cell phone bill and i looked at what my bill is going to be it's like okay i can i can do that and i was like okay well now i now have now look i don't i don't know if this changes your thoughts on it at all but i mean i mean it's like with any credit card you can finance things 0% oh, yeah. interest uh apple even has like they they have like a 16 months like same as cash apple card you can you know apply for and then bake it like it'd be like 300 bucks a month or something for like 15 that's, months. I, I think, I think when that's you, a when thing. When you do that, it's very suddenly variable. Like, okay, I can do that. I'm going to have to like tighten my belt. But if this is everything I think it can be, I'm going to get so much use out of this. I'm not even going to care because like I'm not spending my money on other shit. Like I'm just playing well, with this thing, using well, this thing all the time. Well, that's, that's, that was the thing for me. It's like, okay, well, I'm going to make like, I have to make my cell phone payment every month. And if this is just a <laughs> part of it, yeah, you know, if this is baked into the cost and it's auto withdrawn, I don't like. I just budget for it. Like, this is how much my cell phone bill is, and yeah. it just gets taken out. We're adults. And, we can we can do well, that. And and the thing was, like, I wasn't in the market for a tablet. I didn't. I mean, like, I've had iPads. <laughs> I've gotten them. Yeah. You know, usually secondhand on eBay. You know, like I get something after. It's like, okay, let me get it. I don't need anything fancy. But I was like, okay, I went and I looked and I was like, I could do the same thing. I got the latest iPad they had with the biggest size and it was yeah. just sent directly to me. And all of a sudden I'm like, wow, I'm one of the, I mean, it's an iPad. So it wasn't like, a I'm huge... really enjoying this. I hate myself, but, but I'm enjoying this. Well, and it's one of those things like, okay, I wasn't in the market for it. I wasn't shopping for it. And really and yeah. truly, if I sat down and I well, looked, I'm that little devil. Like you weren't even in the market for an Apple Vision Pro, yeah. but now you probably are. Like, well, but and, like the the thing, what I'm what I'm envisioning here is okay. I mean, all of like AT and T is a you know they're a cell phone provider. It's one of those things yeah. when you stop and think like, okay, they're AT and T is you know like I don't have an Apple Watch myself because I don't wear a watch in general. Um, and I'm never that far away from my phone. So I just, I didn't, that was when I didn't jump on. Um, that's one that I did jump on, but eventually stopped because I just didn't find it day to day, like useful enough to keep up with, not like my phone or my iPad. But I like when, when I think about it, it's like, okay, their, their whole, um, stable of products that they offer, it's like, they have infiltrated that whole that whole realm to where it's like, okay, you go to AT&T, it's like, okay, what do you need to upgrade? Your phone, your watch, your tablet, your, your whatever. It's like I, I, would, I would very much be surprised if in the next two to three years if we aren't seeing the, you know, the, 
the uh, the the Vision Pro become something that you can add into. It'll you know it'll still be on the high end of things, but it's like okay, as as they continue to expand their offering, it's like well this is something that you know works within that same parameter to where it's like okay you know as as a as a you know they're no longer just technology they're no longer cell phone providers they're technology providers they're technology providers you're absolutely right their whole and that's how they survived yeah you know and it's like they were smart they they survived they they pivoted that's all they had to do they already had the infrastructure they just kind of pivoted in the like what you consider them as you don't think about telephones anymore. You think no. about technology and like. So, anyways, I know our tangents. I like to keep them around an hour, and I've tantalized the hell out of you, anyone listening to this, <laughs> or who will listen to this probably. I want to just like end it on this. There. So I, I've been doing a lot of, and I'm going to try to tie this with movies. I think, and I've done a decent job enough not to just oh, get yeah. out and gush about a piece of tech. I'm framing this as a movie thing because I really believe this is going to change the way I like. It's well within the realm of movies. I'm not going to be able to do it for everything I want because the technology is going to take a while to catch up, but it's going to be my new preferred way to watch everything. Um, But anyways, I've been watching and listening to a lot of documentaries on Walt Disney, the man. I've always kind of known a bit about him because he was just one of those dudes who just, even back in the, the 50s, he jumped on television as a platform before a lot of people did. Yeah, He was able to, you see, you have in your memory probably seen hours and hours and hours of like behind the scene footage of Walt Disney, the man showing off like what his visions are. You've seen like, you know, he did it with like Epcot, you know, like he's just standing in front of these like gigantic models and he has these visions and he's showing them off and he's just always looking to the future until he died and never got to see Disney world. But like so many things that he was thinking about doing Disney, they, they, I think to this day, they're still pulling like, and like, you know, things from like what he imagined he would like to do. Now that technology is available, you know, here's all, we, we could go on a whole another tangent about just Walt Disney, but I'm fascinated with the guy. And it, you know, you, the more you like learn about him, the more you realize like he was just a man who he was a good artist, but he wasn't the best artist. He wasn't even like the, probably the best artist, like in a group of other artists, you know, like he probably wasn't even the best then, but he had a very strong sense of vision and what he ended up doing was just being on the cutting edge of every new technology he could find. I want to make, I want to turn these, and I want to, I want to take animation, drawing, something that I love, and push with, with the help of new innovations, make it more interesting. And he did that. Sounds a lot to me like Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs, a very smart man, probably can work a computer better than your average guy, but. He was the visionary. He had the vision. And in his head, he had laid out the, the building blocks for all of these things. And we got to see him introduce the iPhone. Everybody, like you think about Steve Jobs, you probably think about that conference where he's, he always had the, blue, the turtleneck, the black turtleneck. But he reaches into his phone and he pulls out. Like nobody knows what an iPhone is at this point. And he just casually reaches in his pocket and he pulls it out and he goes, this is an iPhone. And he's just going off about what it is. There's a video circulating around that time where he appears to be, like, it appears to almost be like a premonition for what will become eventually the Apple Vision Pro 20 years later, (laughs) 15, 16 years later. The way he's describing his product and his vision for what iPhones are going to be, it sounds like an Apple Vision Pro. 
And this is what he's done. He's he's taken all of these like different like he, he found ways to market these devices. Has got to have them now, and he just got the different iterations. And we just keep improving upon it. And people just kept doing that, and that that gave him the money and the capital and the and the audience and the fan base and the fanatics. They're just with the dude, you know. Like, yeah, we know we just spent a you know a thousand dollars on this phone, but like now it can do this, you know. <laughs> And yeah. we just figure out ways to get the new version. And I, I've been do I've I've had almost every iteration of iPhone. Almost. There was a couple of years where I got, you know, kind of disillusioned with the whole ecosystem. And the app the the last iPhone I got was like kind of a piece of shit. Like it it was like glitching and doing weird shit and it was only happening with that version of the iPhone. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna give us I'm gonna give a note uh, a note a chance. You know, like what were they called? They're like Samsung notes. And they were like an iPhone, but they had a little stylus, and it was really cool. And I eventually hated it, because after the novelty of having like the stylus and stuff went away, I realized that everyone I know, with the exception of a couple people, have iPhones, and I've just shut myself out of that ecosystem. Just because that's that's just Apple's way. You know, like I like iMessaging and like all this crap, like all those oh, conveniences yeah. that I've been taking taken for granted, just simply taken for granted. Suddenly, I was outside of that, you know, ecosystem, and I couldn't wait to get back in. I was like, holy shit, what have I done? You know, it's not like I can't appreciate this tech, but now I'm outside of that, and it just felt better. I was like, I can't. I got to go back, and I have been back ever since. But I want to just, my preposition to you, or my proposition, we come back, we have another conversation in a week after I've gotten it in my hands and had a chance to play with it. Yeah, and I will be honest with everyone, you especially. What am I still that excited about it? And I'm gonna we'll do a follow up episode. So now I'm just days away. I couldn't be more excited. I don't even have it in my hands. Obviously, you talk to me now. My opinion is gonna be different in a week when it's just something I can reach over and put on my head and take off because, like, you know, like the wife's like, "Hey, we gotta like, you know, we gotta do the things. We gotta adult, you know, quit playing with that thing. Rejoin life." <laughs> I'm not I'm not off because I took a day off to play with it. Now it's just my regular work day where I won't even be able to enjoy it every day, probably. I'm going to try, but, you know, how sweaty is it going to make my head? How uncomfortable am I going to be <laughs> like for hours sitting with this thing? I, I don't know any of that right now. I have a feeling because I haven't said I've had headsets in the past, and I know how those make me feel, but nothing's as plush. Nothing is as well thought out or designed like this right here. So... I'm just trusting Apple's going to put me in a better headspace just from the beginning as far as comfort goes. Yeah. It's probably going to be better. And also knowing that in a couple years, they'll be lighter for sure, more powerful, and less expensive. That's just how technology works. So, you know, I, I feel like, I mean, this is this is truly what being blessed must, this is what it feels like. To have, you know, like, you got the family and, you know, every, everything knock on wood is like harmonious and good. And I make just enough money where I have some disposable income to like not worry too much about making a big investment. Like I'm not, I'm not saying I have a lot of money cause I don't, but I've got just enough uh, additional cash to where I can put it all in this basket and just see how it works for me. And you know, they got a 14 day return policy. Like if I just at the end of 14 days go, it's cool, but you know, I would rather have that $4,000. <laughs> You know, yeah. Then you know, I I I send it back and just say, I'll wait until the next iteration, and whenever that may be, it may not be for a couple of years. Probably won't be next year, 
It's going to probably be more like two or three years before we see a second iteration. But it will be lighter, it will be better, and it will be cheaper. I promise you that. So that's how we're going to end this episode. I appreciate you for indulging me. Like I just on like I oh, want to record this and just talk it out and just bounce it off another person who's just not in my echo chamber. <laughs> I've been spending weeks and months just on Reddit's Discords. Every bit of new information I can get, I'm eating it. Now suddenly there's more than I could possibly want. And my brain is just like, I gotta I gotta talk to somebody, man. I gotta I gotta I gotta record an episode about this. Well, I know we it sounds silly and stupid, and in no. 15 years we'll look back and go, how antiquated. But it feels like a major like footprint. Like, you know, like a it's, timeline. It's, like it's if you're a, looking at a, a timeline, point. we're at a hash right now. We're right at a hash. Something big's happening at the hash. This is something <laughs> this is something new. This is, you know, this is going from, you know, this is I mean, it's it's I would say that while it it may be uh, a mildly dramatic comparison going from not having computers to computers because yeah. you know clearly we, you know we still have a lot of the capability it, it, you yeah. know and what this does in other forms but this is this is a gateway to a lot of really different ways of being able to uh, of being able to compute and that's that I think is that I think is is the gateway into kind of the next evolution of of technology. Like we have yeah. saturation of how we're able to interact with technology, you know, pretty solidly at this point. Like you know, we the things we've talked about: phones, tablets, watches, all all the you know, smart TVs, laptops, all the ways that we interact with technology right now. It's it's not stagnant. It's just that that. Uh, that territory it's incremental change that's yeah. it how can you be impressed with something when you're only exactly. getting an incremental update that territory like, it was like with video games like remember that feeling when you oh went yeah from like an atari to a nintendo to a yep. super nintendo to an n64 it always felt crazy because you weren't iterating every year you were yeah. iterating every like five or six years technology gets so much better in that amount of time and next thing you know you're playing a game that you're like the concept of Mario, but now in a completely different way, dude. I'll never forget the first time I walked into a Toys R Us and they had an an N64 on display. hadn't even seen it hardly in magazines. Boom, there it was, and they had Mario 64 playing on it, and there was no timer reset. Yeah. So Nick and I, like the Prince of Pixels himself, <laughs> we stood in front of because it was standing next to like the return desk. Because uh, there's a lot, there's a lot of traffic there, obviously from employees. Because there's like people working the the returns desk and the the customer service desk. People aren't gonna like do anything to it with that many people standing around. Makes sense. You're gonna put it where there's just like a lot of people standing around all the time, and that's like some jerk kid like takes like kicks at it or something, you know, like, ridiculous. But we stood there, <laughs> and it was cold. I remember being like a real cold day. It's so, like we got nice and warm, and like I was melting because I had like sweater on and like jeans like a big heavy coat and i was like walking from the mall to toys r us so there's like a nice jaunt through the parking lot and it's like a freezing and like by the time i just remember like steam coming off of me i had been in there for so long and was sweating so like hot and feel like i just couldn't believe that i was playing mario in 3d like that you know now you look at it and you go oh my god isn't that adorable you know like it's just so stupid looking so primitive but 
you know, I didn't care. I'll always love that game because of the way it made me feel in 1996 yeah. when I first saw that sucker, you know? So, I don't know. This feels like an N64 moment. It feels bigger than that, to be honest. Yeah, it, it well, because it is. This is, this, is, this is a gateway into a new wave of technology that we haven't... I mean, even even like when you've started this out, like the the iterations we've had of virtual reality up to this point, this is is this is not a. a, a it was an very novel. That. This is like a productivity machine. People this are going to be working yeah, with these. This things is on. this is a whole new way of doing things, and then forecasting out, looking at you know, seeing seeing the way that the existing technologies we have now have evolved. Like we said, even just over the last seventeen years, you know, a little over fifteen yeah. years seeing the way that iPhones have adjusted and the speed at which technology is continuing to evolve. I mean, we're not talking, I mean, you know, thinking about where we're sitting right now, it's like, okay, in 10 years, you know, and, and not even that long, but like thinking about, okay, where are we at in 10 years? Like that's, I mean, that's, a, I mean, like uh, there's not a lot of things technologically that I it's think It's an exciting time. Play. We got, we got personal billionaires flying to the moon and stuff. Yeah, you know, I mean, like, like trying to go to trying to go to Mars. And it's kind of wild to think what we could be doing with what what will be commonplace with technology in a decade. Like these like you're saying, like right now, it is like you know you're there on the front line. You're you're in that group of people that will be the first, yeah. and. And it's like, you know, that's for one of the first times in my life, to be honest, like, I mean, think about like how people who had laser discs must have felt. Think about yeah. people who were the first to have DVD players must have felt. Think about the first people that got their hands on like a plasma screen TV must have felt. Yep. You know, just like all those like things that change like your whole like paradigm, like paradigm changing events. <laughs> Feels like we're right about to We're about to have it like. We, I feel like we've been trying to turn that corner for about three, four years now. Now Apple's in the game. Now it's going to happen. Oh, I, I mean, I was, I, for, I, I was literally just talking the other day. I worked at Best Buy in 2003. When I worked at the Best Buy here in town in 2003, uh, we had two plasma TVs. That was all that they carried, two plasma TVs. The expensive <laughs> one um, yeah. was $4,500. Yeah, you got to be like King Richard or some shit. To and so it was like, oh, if you want a plasma TV. Burt Reynolds or some shit. It's going to cost you thousands of dollars. When you th I'm like, okay, that was twenty years ago. When I look at yeah. TVs twenty years later, it's like for a fraction, for a fraction of that, you can like have giving them away. It's like yeah, I mean, like they can't. I mean, that was like after Black Friday this year. Like I watched all kinds of videos online of people in Best Buys, in Targets, in WalMarts, where they were just walking past the line of TVs that people hadn't yeah. gone out and purchased. Yeah, no, no, I know, I know that feeling. I remember remarking to myself and uh, Laura, like, there was a Black Friday, like maybe five, ten years ago, not that long ago, but it's you know, it's it's been a little while, and uh, I'm walking around Black Friday, and there are just flat screen TVs and boxes littered, just Everywhere. getting in the fucking way, you know, like you're yeah, trying to get like... to like movies, and there's like twenty flat screen TVs. Any one of those. 10 years ago you would have had to have been rich to even afford now they're just flopping to the side and, and people would you have know? been fighting over them people would have been taking no, them out no. two just three at a time them. yeah so it's like yeah so this, get, get excited this is people. new we're, we're, this, this is, is different the future, dude this is yeah. the next evolution 
We're, we're like, I think something ex big and exciting is about to happen. I don't know what this means for theaters. I imagine there's going to be a campaign to shut that shit down. I can't imagine they would be in favor of this for any reason. Um, but, you know, you know me. The t me, the customer that I am, I will still want to go see movies. But Oh, yeah. Forever. Um, it, and, and again, I reiterate, it will be my preferred way to watch movies, but there just won't be that many options initially. Yeah. Up front, I'm going to devour what's available to me, and then I'm just going to play the waiting game. Like, well, when's the next thing coming? Yeah. I guess I'll go back and experience Pirates of the Caribbean in this again. I mean, it was amazing, but... But that's the funny thing is like all the movies that are available, they're not all like brand new movies. There's like a bunch of older movies. Like just it's a nice collection of new and old that I'm just really excited to watch and experience in this new like spatial computing environment. And uh, man, I, I didn't even barely I, I could go on for at least another hour telling you about the stuff that I saw. But we got to put a cap on this. Sorry, <laughs> I have to do it. Got to get back to got to get back to life reality. And, uh, you know, like I said, and just three sleeps it's going to be christmas morning for this guy yeah <laughs> i will i'll i'll be i'll be sending you messages throughout the day i'm, I'm, sure. ex I'm excited you to know? hear about it yeah <laughs> yeah as soon as i can find like a like a nice case to pack this thing up i'm coming to your place <laughs> you know you come over here whatever like yeah. you're gonna have to try to experience this i don't even know what that's gonna look like with like the facial scans and crap uh but my my guess is it's just something they're trying to like an extra buck they're trying to make like hustle on the side like get you know your own custom like light filters fifty dollars and pink you know anyway whatever I I'm not worried about sharing my my pad <laughs> <laughs> it'll be okay uh, but yeah we'll put a stop to this episode right here I won't continue any further sorry I went longer I just uh, it's just so much to get off my chest so much excitement it's big and uh, I think every I thank you everyone for listening to my the rantings of a madman, <laughs> but uh, that's what it is. I uh, thank you for listening, and you take it easy. This has been Box Office Tangents with Envision Pro. <laughs> We're back, baby. Maybe one day. I want to make some content with this thing. That's, that's another thing. It comes with a camera. You can record videos in 3D with it. Oh, wow. You can make 3D content with it. Fucking crazy. All right, man. Everyone have a good one. We'll talk to you again about a week. Bye-bye. Hey, baby, I hear the blues are calling Tossed salads and scrambled eggs Quite stylish And maybe I seem a bit confused Well, maybe, but I got you pegged <laughs> But I don't know what to do with those Tossed salads and scrambled eggs They're calling again